Today on The Girl Defined Show, we're talking about what it looks like to trust God and truly thrive in every season of our lives. What's up, y'all? It's Bethany and Kristen here, and we are so excited to be hanging out with you today because we know if you stick with us by the end of this conversation, you're going to be looking at your life and saying, wow, I was extremely fearful or worried or just really unhappy and mad at God for this situation in my life that just isn't going the way I wanted or didn't go the way that I wanted. And if you stick with us, you are going to have a completely different view of that. The circumstances won't change by the end of this podcast, but your perspective and your view and your gratitude and your joy will, because we are bringing you some incredible truth from God's word. And this truth is actually based off of a brand new book that we are about to release. We are so pumped to bring this resource to you. Guys, if you haven't heard, we have a brand new book releasing October 12th, 2021 called Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. And I would say out of all of the books we've written, have had published, this is by far the most personal, raw, and I would say most relatable book that we are releasing because it hits on something that's so core, so foundational, so essential, um, something that every Every single one of us, no matter our age, season, or stage, struggles with, and that is trusting God mm. in our lives, in and out of different seasons, in every twist and turn, when things don't go our way, when we're praying over and over again and God isn't answering the prayer that we're crying out to Him for, when we have unfulfilled longings, when we're just struggling with our emotions because life feels like a roller coaster. How do we trust God? How do we find stability? How do we lean into God's word and anchor our hearts in His truth and truly thrive in the midst of our circumstances? circumstances, even if they never change. Bethany and I share our journeys over the past decade of how God has taught us to taught us to trust him as he has taken our lives, I would say, on some very unexpected twists and turns. You know, we both had our life planned out when we were like 18, 19, like it's going to go this way. 16, 14. 16, you know, we all do that. Like five years down the road, I'm going to be here, 10 years there. And when life hits those mile markers and you're nowhere close to where you thought you'd be, your life looks so different than what you imagined. What do you do? How do you trust God? How do you move forward? How do you accept his story for your life? And even more, how do you view his plan for your life as good when it feels so much different than what you thought good looked like. That's what we unpacked and unpack in our book, Not Part of the Plan. It is filled with so much practical application of what we have learned walking through the trenches in so many ways of not following God rightly, of not trusting him and what God has taught us through his word and how he's enabled us to truly thrive in our lives when our so many of our seasons were so challenging. So we hope you'll pre-order a copy. Pre-order a copy. You can get it anywhere books are sold online right now. Not Part of the Plan. Trusting God with the twists and turns of your story or check out our website, Girl defined.com slash shop. You can see a picture of the cover, which we personally oh, love. It's, it's one of favorite. our favorites. Oh it's just so feminine, so cute, really unique, like really different. So go check it out. Let us know what you think about the cover. We personally love it. Um, and then pre-order a copy so you can be guaranteed to get it as soon as it releases. Mm. But this conversation right now is really just a, a snippet of what we unpack in the book of mm-hmm. what it means to truly trust God. Yeah. And, you know, each one of us comes to this conversation with something u- unique. You know, a lot of us do deal with the same sorts of struggles as women. And I think our two stories relate to some of the 
like core struggles that most women go through. I mean, most women go through, I would say like, you know, 80% go through a time of where they're hoping to get married and it doesn't happen. And they're like, okay, when is that going to happen? This season of singleness, whether it's only last an extra year or 10 years or it's continuing and you're like, I don't want this. And then I would say something neither of us I know had thought of was infertility. Like we were just mm-hmm. like, man, if we can get married, life will be amazing. You know, like grass is always greener. Kind of like if I get that thing, the next season will be amazing. And I know like for you, Kristen, mm-hmm. infertility was something you never even imagined. And so those two seasons, those two specific struggles for women are hard and difficult and just oftentimes, I guess most times, so unexpected. So that's what you're going to get the full story of in our book, Not Part of the Plan. And it's just going to and we had someone recently who actually got to do a pre, like an early read of it. And she was saying, as she was telling both Kristen and I, as I was reading your stories, I felt like you were literally sharing my life. Like you were sharing what I was going mm-hmm. through because it was so relatable with just the fears and the struggles and just the wrestling. And then, and she was saying like, you were so open and raw that I felt like, like I was just talking to someone and unpacking my own story. So that's what you're going to get. But I do want to share something that happened in my life kind of like during this, you know, season of struggling to trust God, you know, Kristen's married. I want to get married. And I remember thinking, okay, this is my moment. I was like 24 and God, I thought God had brought this amazing man into my life. And I thought, wow, this is it. My dreams are finally coming true. I don't have to wrestle with my future anymore. Everything is just going to be the perfect, you know, white picket fence around my house. I'm, you know, Southern, here we go, you know, like, let's go. Here's my story. And I remember about a year or two going by and this relationship just crumbled and I was devastated. I thought, God, why would you do this to me? How could you be so cruel to bring this person into my life only to rip him away? And now I'm facing my later 20s and this person isn't even here and my future is so unknown. And I, I'm so afraid to even ever start this process again because I put so much of my heart and hope and soul into this relationship only to see it ripped away. And for me to be back at square one, like literally back at nothing. And now all my friends are getting married. Like, what in the world? And so I think for each one of us, whether you've already come face-to-face with a moment like that or will in the future, you come to a moment where you look at God and say, God, why would you do this? Or why would you allow this in my life? This is so painful. I, I don't even know what to do. How do I face the future? How do I deal with this? And the encouragement that I want to offer to you is that when I went through that breakup, which I know if you've been through a hard breakup, that can be one of like um, the most and very devastating things in a young woman and a woman's life. It's so hard and there's often so much hurt and pain that surrounds that and that's difficult. And we know a lot of you are in that stage of life. And so I remember though, as time went on and I got in the word and I really focused on, you know, not running away from God, but running towards him. And I remember realizing, wow, this thing that I thought was so hard in my life is actually forcing me to my knees. It's forcing Mm -hmm. me towards Christ. It's forcing me to be in the word more. And I realized, you know, anything that causes us to cling to Christ to help us realize like, we don't got this, you know, I don't have this. Anything that does that is actually a blessing. And as crazy as this is, you know, over what, seven or eight years later now, I look back at that situation and I'm grateful. As much as I hated it in the moment, I am grateful for that situation because it forced me to trust God in deeper ways. 
Yeah, it's so true. And in fact, I was talking with a friend just a few days ago and she we were talking about this book and she was like, oh. wow, this is a book I really, really want to read. And it's really sweet when your close friends are like excited about your books. Like, yes, because she's like, I relate to this. And she just kind of started telling me some more parts of her story, which I've heard. And it is a story of definitely trusting God through twists and turns. And she was just saying that, you know, she grew up in her hometown with her family, her community. And then when she got married, what she didn't expect was that her husband would get a job in another state really far away. And that she would have to leave everything familiar, like literally generations of grandparents and family. All of her siblings were still there. And her husband was like, like, God is really opening this door for this job, like half across the country. We don't know anyone. We don't have a church. We have no community. He's like, but I really feel like this is where God is leading our family. And she just said, like telling me, like, I remember digging my heels in, like, Lord, you would not ask me to leave. Like, there is so much good for me here. There is so, like, my roots are so deep. You would never uproot me. This cannot be your will. And she said she was almost, like, not even willing to pray about it when her husband said, like, will you pray about it? Like, no, this is this is already <laughs> unbiblical. This is not God's will. And she said that through just seeking the Lord, like, okay, Lord, is this what you want for us? She finally decided, like, okay, yeah, I don't really like, I'm going to trust my husband on this one, trust the Lord. But she said in her heart, her heels were still dug mm-hmm. in. So she ended up moving. And then through the, the next few years, she just tells me like, this is when I met her is when she moved to where I live now. And we have an amazing friendship and I'm so grateful that God brought her here. But she just said for the first few years, it was like every single day waking up and feeling the loss of all that you don't have that you've had in your hometown. And I know so many, I talked to so many people who've moved, left family, and it's like really hard. Um, don't feel like you have community. And she said it took multiple years before she even felt like this new city was slightly home for her. And then God had another twist and turn that her husband got a job in a different city half across the country in a different direction um, and still not anywhere near her family. And so trusting God again with that. And then God moved them again. And so she said each time that God moved their family and she had to establish a new community, new church, new friends, she said it was like God was exposing a little bit of an idol in her heart of like, clinging for that security, clinging onto what she felt like would be her right and best story rather than really trusting God. And she said every time it was like God helped her, like you said, he uses those things to draw us closer to him in ways that we probably wouldn't if we weren't forced in our circumstances to like cry out to him. And she said, looking back over the past 10 years of her life and the multiple moves, she said, there is there's nothing that would have done that in her heart, drawn her to the Lord like those multiple moves did. And she looks back and sees God's hand in those twists and turns. But in the moment, it's so hard. And I think that's where so many of you who are listening find yourselves. You're not on the other side where you're looking back and going, Lord, I see your hand in this past decade. I mean, maybe you do have years where you're looking back and saying, God, I see your faithfulness. Or maybe you're in a moment right now where you're like, God, I am struggling to trust you right now. If that's you, I just want to read a little snippet um, of this chapter in our book, Not Part of the Plan, on trust. This is a chapter specifically on trust, and I just want to read these words to you. We say, I'm sure you have your own struggling to trust God right now moments. Moments when you look at the path before you and wish it looked different. Moments when you glance to your side and wish you had someone to do life with. Moments when you just can't feel God's presence and you wish he'd make himself more felt in your life. As difficult as those moments can be, the answer remains the same. God is the master painter, and he has the end picture in mind. He knows where the valleys will be, and he knows where the mountaintop moments will be. He knows that the final masterpiece will be most beautiful if we trust him with a paintbrush. 
God is the master painter, and he has the end picture in mind. And that's just a beautiful reminder that God actually is painting our life stories. I just love like the, how poetic that sounds, yeah. but really he is the master painter. He's painting our life stories with every stroke, every mountaintop, every valley, every twist, every turn. God is painting a story and he has his grand plan in mind of how he wants to use these highs, these lows, these twists, these turns to refine us, to sanctify us, to draw us closer to him, to show us our need for him, to help us trust him in deeper ways, knowing that this journey will produce endurance and steadfastness and strengthen our faith if we look to the Lord and that 10 years from now, we won't be the same women. We will be so much more grounded in our faith, wholeheartedly loving the Lord, trusting him as we look back and see his faithfulness through the hard times. And so just an encouragement as we really unpack practically how to trust God, just remember that your life isn't random. God is painting every stroke, the good, the bad, the hard, and he's using it ultimately for the masterpiece that he has, that he wants your life to reflect, which is his glory, his goodness, and his faithfulness throughout your story. I think one of the things that comes to mind often when I think of trusting God is this idea that like trusting God to both Kristen and I, it sounds really great because we have spent so much time in God's word getting to know him. And we truly believe that God is good, that he loves us, that he is for our good, that he has a good you know, end picture in mind for our lives. But I think if you don't really know God or you have a lot of misconceptions about him, or you've made up this idea, like God is just this big killjoy in the sky, or you come to this and you're like, wow, I don't actually know much about God. It can be really hard to put your trust in a God you don't know. So I want to encourage you as you listen to this podcast to reflect on your own life and say, okay, do I know God, the God I'm supposed to trust? Do I even know him personally? You know, that's one of the reasons Kristen and I came out with our um, 60-day devotional, Shine Bright, 60 Days to Becoming a Girl Defined by God, is to help you know God in a more personal way. So I just encourage you, as we're about to dig into an amazing passage on trust, to make sure that you don't dismiss this because you're like, okay, I'm not trusting God because he has totally disappointed me. Like, make sure that you actually view God through the lens of scripture and not just your own personal Mm -hmm. experience or what other people have told you. So if you have your Bible um, or you're like, you know, want to mark this down, this is a great passage to memorize. And this is actually one of my, I call it my life verse because I, you know, looked it up when I was like probably in high school and I just felt like it was so applicable to my season of life. And as times have changed and I'm now, you know, 32 and life looks really different now, uh, but this verse continues to be such an anchor and a rock. So I'm going to read it one time through Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and then we're going to unpack it for you just to really challenge ourselves to say, okay, are we truly trusting God in the way that he calls us to trust, not just in the way that we think we we should trust him? So Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Verse seven, which I actually like as well, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. So it's this whole idea of just putting our trust in God, not trying to navigate the path on our own. Kind of like your friend that you just shared Mm -hmm. about. She didn't want to trust God. She was like, no, I already know what God wants and this is for sure not it. So I don't even need to trust him. I don't even need to pray about it. But this verse is telling us, the exact opposite. It's saying every step of the way, you're going to trust me. And you may not know what the next year, what the next month or what the next, you know, however long looks like, but I do. And if you just trust me, I will illuminate the path one step at a time. And that's where that faith, knowing that God is a good God, that he cares. That's where that comes in. 
So let's unpack it one by one. The first part of the verse says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And to me, this one is so difficult because it's the command, trust in the Lord, but not just with a little bit, not just with the areas that are easy, not just with part of my heart, but with all of your heart. And when you think about that, all of your heart, that means that area right now that you're thinking of where you're like, this is so painful, or I wish I could change this circumstance, or I don't want to move, or I don't want this relationship to end, or I want this in my future and it's just not there, or I don't want this ache you know, anymore. I just want it to go away. I just want to be healed. Whatever it is that you are struggling with and dealing with, God is saying, yes, that thing, that part of your heart that is so fragile, that is so sensitive, that is so and just like broken. I want that part of your heart as well. I want you to trust me with absolutely everything. And it's almost like, imagine you have your hands and you're like, okay, God, I'm going to open up one hand and surrender. I'm now I'm going to trust you with that part of my heart. But the other part of my mm-hmm. heart, nope, that's the other hand. And it's a clenched fist. I am not giving you this, but God is saying, no, both hands. I want you to open them, fully surrender. Give me everything because that's what God needs and wants in order to be able to guide us in his way, not in our own way. So as you think about that, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Just reflect and say, okay, am I trusting God with all of my heart or just part of my heart? Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because I love how this verse starts out with kind of a command of like a positive, do this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then the very next line says, and do not. So now it's like, do this. And as you trust God, do not lean on your own understanding. So it's not a, okay, Lord, I fully trust you, but really... I'm going to look to my own understanding to guide my path and figure everything out and like manage all of my own circumstances and manipulate and just make things happen the way I want them to happen. You know, that's my tendency because I love control and I love my ducks in a row and I love everything to go according to my plan of what I think is best. And so this is really challenging to me personally because as a Christian, I can say, yes, I'm trusting the Lord with all my heart, but then really deep in my heart, I am looking to my own understanding. I am trying to figure out answers, solutions, trying to force things, trying to make my plan work rather than saying, okay, God, help me to lean on your understanding, um, to lean on what is true, Lord, help me to surrender, to fully trust. And I think it's so key that God has this because if he didn't have this next line in this verse, I think a lot of us would just stay stuck on, okay, trust the Lord with all of our hearts and it would be more inspirational, but we would really be leaning on our own understanding at the end of the day. And so I love how God knows our hearts, knows our tendencies and says, trust in me with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And it's really God's grace that he tells us this because God knows that our understanding is so limited. One of the examples that I share in this book and not part of the plan is this this example of like each of us with our lives, our life story, right? We can only see what's happened in the past. We can see what's true right now in this moment, but we have no idea what's coming in an hour, two hours, tomorrow, the next week, next year. We have no idea. But God knows because our days are numbered from the beginning to the end. God sees our entire life story, the entire thing. And so here's what we do as humans. It's like we pick up a straw. Imagine if you, next time you drink a coffee, iced coffee or something, look through that little straw and see how much you can see as you look around. And as you look through that straw, you'll quickly realize that you cannot see much, right? And that's how it is in our lives. We think that we know so much. We're looking through our life circumstances, our life story through a tiny straw, seeing so little of the bigger picture. And then we think we have the wisdom and the knowledge to make all of the choices, to figure everything out. We lean on our own understanding because we think what we can see through that straw is all there is to see. And God is saying, 
do not lean on your own understanding because all you can see is what's through that tiny straw opening. That's all you can see. But me, God, I see everything. I see your entire story from the beginning to the end. I see what's coming tomorrow. I see what's coming 10 years from now. I see how I'm using this to refine you, to mold you like clay, to shape you into a person that's more like Christ. You're going to be better off down the road because of this if you trust me. And God is saying, Don't lean on your own understanding. Stop looking through the straw. Trust me with the bigger picture. I've got it. Open both hands and surrender. And so for me, that's so convicting Mm -hmm. because like I said, I want that control. I want to lean on my own understanding. And it's something we have to fight against, something we have to acknowledge and confess and say, Lord, I confess I've been leaning on my own understanding. Help me to fully trust you. I don't see everything, but you do. And although I don't have answers and I don't know what's coming down the road, you do. And you will give me the grace for every step along this journey. So it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. The next line, in all your ways, acknowledge him, acknowledge God. And so this means acknowledging God in the little things and the big things. I know for me, it's easy to acknowledge God in the little things because it's like, eh, they're not, you know, like they don't affect me that much. (laughs) But the bigger things, it's like, you've got to be kidding. You know, like I want things to go the way I want to. But I want you to listen to this. It's imagine the the prayer that you could say and acknowledging everything. It'd basically be like this. God, I'd really love for this relationship. Imagine it's a relationship. You'd say, God, I'd really love for this relationship with this particular guy to work out. And you'd be telling him your desires, like acknowledging him. So you say, say, he, this guy seems so awesome. And I think we'd make an amazing couple. Even though I really want this, I'm opening my hands and surrendering this to you. So here's where that acknowledging God comes into play. Please give me wisdom. Please help me to listen. Please bring out anything in our relationship that is not honoring or would not be beneficial to him or to me. Please end this if it's not your plan for me. I trust you and I want your will. So, do you hear that prayer? And you could insert whatever it is. You're saying, God, I'm acknowledging you. Here's my desires. It's okay. I mean, the psalmist David was always so honest about his feelings and his emotions, but all, he would always come back to, but God, your will be done. But God, I trust you. So that's what acknowledging God is all about. It's saying, God, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a job you want. Maybe it's a family circumstance that you want to change. And you're saying, God, here's what I want. Here's my desire. Here's my heart. I poured out to you all of my emotions. You can cry. You can laugh. You know, cry out to God. He wants you to do that. But at the end, you say, but God, ultimately, I trust you. I acknowledge this situation to you, and I trust you with it. I'm not going to try to keep it hidden. I'm not going to pretend like this doesn't really exist. I'm going to acknowledge you in everything. So I just encourage you, after you get off this podcast, take some time to acknowledge God. Take some time to pray, to cry out, to acknowledge the situation. Share your heart. Share your fears. Share your worries. And then say, but God, I'm going to trust you with this, and I'm going to trust you with the outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to quickly recap before we get to the last line, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I just love the progression of this verse because it ends with a promise, and this is such a beautiful promise that God is saying, if you obey me, if you follow this wisdom I am giving you in my word to trust in me, to not lean on your own understanding, to acknowledge me in everything that you do, then here's how I will respond to that obedience. I will respond by making your paths straight. And I just love that God, it's kind of like cause and effect in a sense of of a spiritual reality of God saying, I will make your path straight. Now, this doesn't mean the paths are going to go the way we want them to go. 
more often than not, I think our paths twist and turns. I mean, that's what our whole book is about of our lives going down very different paths than we imagined. But as God, as we trusted God and he directed our steps, the paths became I would say even though they were different, God brought so much peace and clarity and hope and purpose in the midst of that journey that our vision and our purpose for what God was calling us to in that season became so clear. So it's not that he's saying, I will change your circumstances and redirect your path to go straight where you want it to go. He's saying, I will make your path straight. I will help bring clarity in the midst of your confusion. I will bring wisdom where you feel like you don't have anything to offer. I will bring, I will remind you of your purpose as you lean into me and trust me and you remember your greatest purpose is to glorify me and build my kingdom, your purpose and path will become become so clear right where I have you. And I remember specifically as Zach and I were wrestling with infertility and struggling with multiple miscarriages and just like, God, I'm I'm trying to trust you. What is this path? This is horrible. And you know what's so interesting is that God didn't just grant me a magical cure or he didn't erase the miscarriage. He didn't take away automatically the pain that I'd gone through. It's still a part of my story, still on a journey of infertility, struggling, trusting the Lord. But you know what God did do in the midst of that season and continues to do? is he make he's making my path straight and showing me his purposes and plans for me right now and that is yes that's part of my story but my greater mission is to glorify god and to build his kingdom to serve those he's put right around me and i can do that right now and as i've trusted god through the hard things lean into his greater purpose for me as a christian woman right now not looking to my circumstances for my happiness but looking to find my joy in god and his gospel and the hope of that redemption that he brings in the midst of our pain, he's made my path straight. He's made it so clear what faithfulness looks like in my life right now. And, you know, God, many of you know, God has taken my husband and I on a journey of adoption and now has given me the gift and blessing of motherhood in a very unexpected way that I never imagined or dreamed of when I was young. But God always had a part of my story. Again, I was looking through the straw and God's like, I see what's coming. And now I see that part of God's plan is adoption. And and building our family in a unique way, a beautiful, unique way. And now I'm experiencing the practical, tangible daily joys and challenges of motherhood with two really cute, really rambunctious, really sweet little boys. And it's like, okay, Lord, my path is becoming straight even in this now. I'm seeing some clarity of like, okay, you've granted me this blessing of motherhood. Now what does it look like to be faithful in motherhood? Whoa, okay. I thought oh, I would just like all my answers and my Fears would be like cleared away once I entered the season and I'd be perfectly content like, oh, God, you're doing some more refining in this season and that's good. But it's amazing how as we trust God, the clarity he brings, the faithfulness he reminds us to walk in is so relevant for right where he has us. I think the 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 clincher, I don't know if that's how to say it, in all of this is that this the is key so takeaway. The key takeaway. <laughs> I'm like, what's the word? Is that this is so much like easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Trusting God is so incredibly hard. And if it like think about it, if it were easy, we'd all be doing it. You'd be like, oh my goodness, my life yes. did not turn out the way that I wanted. But man, I I've just been trusting God over the yes. years, and it's been really easy. You know, like no, we're not saying that this has been an easy journey for either of us. Mm-mm. Like I can tell you for both of us in our different journeys, Kristen's journey with infertility and longings, my journey of singleness and wanting to get married, all of that, that's hard. And, you know, I think it's important to never diminish the hardness that that is going on in your life. I think that often we look and you say, maybe you're like, well, 
I'm not struggling with infertility. My, so my problems are so much smaller. Like each of us only has the hard that we can experience. And so like for me, when I was going through singleness, that was so hard for me because that's the season I was in. That was the time of life that I was in. That was the thing I wanted. And that was the thing that I desperately wanted to be a part of my life. So wherever you are right now, no, like it is hard to trust God. We get it. But the good news is that you don't have to have the strength in and of yourself. The strength comes from God. So we are encouraging you to cry out to God and to say, God, this is hard. I am struggling. Like, I don't even know how to trust you. I don't even know if I want to trust you. Please change my heart. Help me to make Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 the cry of my heart. Pray it back to God um, and just ask him, say, God, please give me the strength because I don't have it in, in and of myself. Please give me what I need to trust you for today. And then wake up tomorrow morning and do the same thing. God, please give me the strength to trust you for today. And you can do that every single day for the rest of your life. You don't have to trust him today and then say, okay, now I don't ever have to trust him again. Every day, wake up and say, God, I trust you again for today. Mm-hmm. One of the things, the verses that God has used so much in my life is Isaiah 26, three through four. It's um, goes hand in hand with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But this is a verse that if you're like, yeah, I, I would really, I could use some peace in my life right now in the midst of these really hard circumstances. This was actually my theme verse throughout our entire adoption process, which had some twists and turns. There were so many corners we had to trust God. Like we couldn't see what was around the corner. We didn't know how things were going to turn out. Um, and I was wrestling with a lot of like, oh, what ifs and like just fear of future disappointment. So not wanting to get too excited and just God working on my heart to trust him throughout every step of the entire international adoption process. And this verse became like an anchor for me every single day. Isaiah 26, three through four says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. This verse is powerful. And I just, I found so much comfort in it because again, it has a promise. This verse is saying, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. And then it reminds us in verse four, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Our circumstances will change. We don't know what's around the corner. There were so many unknowns in our adoption process, like I said, but throughout the whole thing, I knew God was a rock. I knew that peace would not come from me controlling my circumstances, just trying not to be anxious or fearful, but peace came as I kept my mind set on the Lord. As I trusted in Him, that's when the peace came. It was a supernatural peace that only God can bring. So just some encouragement to you there from Isaiah 26.3. And something else I want to share with you that's been really personal in my life, too. And I wish you could see this because it's a little easier if you can see they can the visual. See oh, you can see it. That's right. This is also in our book, Not Part of the Plan. Good point. Because <laughs> this was so impactful in my life. And I can't even remember where I first heard it. But it was um, someone was talking about it was like biblical counseling and how do we trust? Like, wh- how can we visually like see this and practice this? So imagine with me just a circle. Like Imagine in your brain a circle. And in the middle of the circle. Imagine the words trust and obey. Everything inside this circle are things in your life that God is already calling you to trust him with and obey him in. So what would be your fill in the blanks for you? Maybe you need to trust and obey God more in um, just faithfulness in your time in the word or consistency in prayer, or you see God's call in scripture for a local body and you're like, yeah, I haven't been plugged into a church. That's an area that I could obey God in. I could walk in that. I could trust him with my church community. Um, Maybe it's family relationships. 
Maybe it's ways that you need to uh, like step forward in forgiveness um, or humility. Take the first step in a sibling relationship. There's so many things that God is already calling us to walk in as believers. And everything that's already been said in the word for us as believers is what we would put inside of this smaller circle, trust and obey. We already know God is calling us to trust and obey him in those things, right? That's obedience. Now, imagine drawing a bigger circle around that small circle. And inside this bigger circle, imagine the words, and trust and pray, and trust and pray. And everything that's inside of this bigger circle are things that God has not clearly given you answers to yet. So maybe in your life right now, it's singleness, like Bethany shared about, or it's some sort of fertility issue or miscarriage or having children and it's not quite going the way you planned. Or maybe it's a marriage struggle and you're just not sure you don't see the answer. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a job. You don't know if you have job security. What will you do next? Maybe it's the health of a parent or a grandparent, things that are true and really, really hard. Maybe the salvation of someone that you love and you've been praying for them for so long. Maybe it's just you long for deeper, more um, consistent community, Christian sisters that you can live life with. You're longing for that. These things are all and so often good things, and even sometimes biblical good things, right? Like longing for marriage, like marriage is good. Children, family, like wanting to work hard, wanting good health. I mean, these are good things. But all of these things, what they have in common is that we don't know the outcome to these things. Only God does. And so God is calling us in all of these things to categorize them in the entrust and pray category of our hearts to say, God, I'm open-handed with this. I am going to continue crying out to you in prayer, but in these areas, you are calling me to entrust them to you, to your sovereign hand, to entrust them to you and to pray. I see the inner circle, the smaller circle. I see what I'm called to trust and obey you and I help me to walk faithfully in that. But Lord, I also see these other things that are heavy on my heart. Help me to entrust them to you and to pray about them like crazy. Isaiah not Isaiah, I already read Isaiah, Um, the verse that goes with this outer circle, which is so key, Deuteronomy 29, 29, not one many people look up, but it says the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. And so essentially these things in this outer circle that God is calling us to entrust and pray about, these are secret things. They belong to the Lord. God knows the outcome. God knows how he's going to answer that prayer. Yes, no, maybe, wait, but we don't know and we can't control it. The more we try to control it, the less we trust God. That's the more we're leaning on our own understanding. And God is saying in all of these things, categorize them properly in your heart and trust them to me. Pray about them faithfully. Keep an open hand and know that I am the master painter and I am working all things out for your good and my glory. We really want to continue encouraging you, and we know this is a massive topic, and that's why we wrote an entire book to help you go on this journey of learning to trust God and learning to thrive right where He has you. So grab a copy of Girl Defined, not Girl, yeah, Defined, Girl Defined, not part of the plan, trusting God with the twists and turns of your story. And in that book, we are going to give you at the end of the trust chapter and every chapter, we're going to help you just cry out to God. We give you prayers. We give 
give you additional scripture passages to dig into, and we give you multiple questions to help you evaluate your heart and to say, okay, how can I trust God better? Or how can I, you know, know him more? So you're going to get all of that within this book. So we encourage you, grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. You can get a copy at girldefine.com slash shop. Um, We're so excited to get this into your hands and we will see you next week.